Blog Talk Radio.
Bearcat wins, but they put themselves in harm's way every single day. And the people that keep their, their shelves stocked in the supermarket, because God knows things are getting tight again. Tonight's program is dedicated to a lovely young lady who just got out of the hospital, has had a couple um, serious um, medical problems in the last month or so. But we're glad to say that she's on the rebound. Uh, she's back home uh, uh, and living with her son. And uh, we're, uh, we are so proud that uh, Burnett uh, Dickerson uh, is, is on listening to us. Burnett, we love you. Uh, we're glad you're getting back on your, your feet. And uh, thank you, all our friends who listen here, for the prayers for, for her in the last uh, month that we've asked. Uh, well, let's get started. Uh, we're, I know Caden's on a, a short time here. Caden, uh, let's start out with uh, John Jones and, and Cyril Ganey. What's your thoughts? You know, this is this is the um, the big opener for tonight in terms of you know f- fighting in general. This is the biggest fight of the night, probably biggest fight of the entire week. It's John Jones' return against Cyril Ghan. Haven't fought in three years, coming back to uh, revisit the heavyweight division, and it's I think it's been even longer since he fought in heavyweight, and he's, he's debuting back again with against Cyril Gon. Cyril Gon being the technical striker that he is, coming off of a win against Tai Tuivasa in dominant fashion. He did get rocked in that fight. I'll say that he got rocked in that fight, and before that, he fought Francis Ngannou and got out-wrestled by Francis Ngannou. I mean, the best wrestler that he's faced yet has been Francis Ngannou. And now he's going uh-huh. on to fight a world champion, national champion wrestler in John Jones. Uh, John Jones' wingspan is about, I think it's seven foot one. I think, I, I think, I think that's how, how long his wingspan is. It's absolutely insane. Longest longest wingspan in UFC history, and he he's he's he really embodies everything everything that he is there to do. He's the greatest UFC fighter of all time, without a doubt. He's the youngest UFC champion of all time, and he, he won it against um, who's that? Uh, ooh, who who do you win it against? Bob, do you remember? Uh, I don't remember his first win. No, when he first became I think was, champion. No, no. His, his first, yeah, his first championship. I think it was Rua. I think it was was it Shogun Rua? I think it was Shogun. Oh right. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Shogun. Yeah. Um, and he dismantled him. He dismantled. He's dismantled every single fighter he's ever fought. The only loss on his record was him having, I think, it was eight minutes of control time four takedowns and outstruck the guy um i think like five to zero basically if you're going to stats he he outstruck him i think he he almost tripled the the guy's uh, striking record he got dq'd in that fight for throwing an illegal uh downward elbow a uh, a 12 to 6 elbow he was throwing a bunch of them he didn't know they were illegal and he's never gotten dq'd since so his only technical loss was a Two, I think it was a multi-round domination from John Jones, absolutely showing off his skill set, and he's going to do the same same thing this fight. And you know, I saw a lot of people 
criticizing John Jones because of his legs. He looks absolutely massive right now. He looks huge. I don't know if you've seen any pictures of him. He looks huge getting ready for this fight. Obviously, he got all the way up to uh, like 250 pounds and to, to fight in heavyweight against Cyril Gaon. Cyril Gaon's a big boy. You know, Cyril, Cyril Gaon, Pax for Cyril Gaon, he's tall. I think he's around 6'4", 6'3". Uh, I think he's 248, something like that. So, so John Jones, not only heavier than him, he has a longer wingspan than him, too, by three three to four inches, I'm pretty sure. So, so we have all these different factors going in, you know, going against Zero Don, and uh, you know, it, it just keeps on amounting to uh, something that Zero Don, uh, in my opinion, won't be able to keep up with. I, I don't think he'll be able to keep up with John Jones' pace. He won't be able to keep up with his wrestling. He won't be able to keep up with those, those, those strikes out of nowhere because nobody in the UFC's history and maybe even fighting history, has fought like John Jones. He is, in every sense of the word, one of one. Or, or, or phrase, he's, he's every sense of the word of the phrase, one of one. He is the greatest UFC fighter ever. He's him. And he's going to show that he's the greatest UFC fighter of all time against Cyril Gaon this weekend at, at 10 p.m. Or when they fight, it's going to be more like 1 o'clock. But, uh, yeah, I definitely got the dominant win by John Jones. Wow, to follow that, that was amazing. Uh, yeah, well, I, John, I, I can't deny anything Caden said. Uh, I, but John Jones is a character as a person. I like to, you know, and he just comes back and gets a title shot. Um, I would like to see him have a, a work his way up. But um, so I, I, I wish Cyril Game the best of luck. Uh, but after Caden Spiel, he don't got much of a chance. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a Jones fan, but I'm kind of not. So I'm kind of uh, crossed on this fight to maybe see Cyril gone, give him a good run for his money. But I think Caden's right. Like Jones is, he just got stuff that no one else has. You know, there, there's so much controversy with John Jones too. You were talking about how. He's kind of a love-hate fighter, you know, with those uh, you know, yeah. his out-of-the-ring antics of, you know, to his you know pop-ups for you know all those those failed drug tests that he's had in his past, and he's had uh like five, four or five, which which you know it doesn't seem like a lot on paper, but in terms of you know, those are failed drug tests, those are fights he missed, and five is a lot. You know, you you only get like thirty, forty fights in, in a career, and especially right. an MMA career. And you pop positive five times, four times, that's tarnishing your legacy. And one of those fights, you know, he, he popped, I'm pretty sure he popped, he popped positive for PEDs after the fact. And when he fought Shell Sonnen, Shell Sonnen was, Shell Sonnen was on the juice. Shell Sonnen was, <laughs> Shell Sonnen had more juice than him than, 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 than Tropicana. He was juiced up to that mm-hmm. fight. You know what I mean? And John Jones ragdolled him. The entire the entire time and, and John John Jones was definitely he was definitely on on PEDs that fight you know it shows that I think he's, he's definitely right on that one um, a man with PEDs is not getting thrown around by a, a another clean fighter that's just not happening but you know aside from John Jones out of the ring legacy in the ring he's definitely the greatest UFC fighter of all time okay see oh. Um, 
John Jones is coming back after a three-year layoff, and he's fighting probably the number two guy, maybe, in, in, in heavyweight. Uh, Sarah Gunn is uh, is he younger than John Jones, if I'm correct? I believe so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Cyril is a younger guy who's fought heavyweight a lot of times. I have to give Cyril a heavy chip. Not, I'm not saying about winning or losing, but he is an extremely live dog in this fight. He is an extreme, and, and a lot of it has to do with circumstance. John Jones hasn't had a heavyweight on him for years, to be honest. I mean, we did talk about Cormier and that, but I mean, I saw pictures. I saw the weigh-in pictures, and John is big. But now he has to carry that weight around, too. He has to carry that weight around, and who knows how that's going to uh, affect him going, you know, the distance or going, you know, further into the fight. I mean, still God, he's used to he's used to that weight, uh, you know, in and, and, and high competitive, you know, in situations. John Jones, mm-hmm. I mean, Boring's one thing and doing that, but now, you know, you have a live dog on you. And Phil is one of the better all-around heavyweights out there as far as his all-around game. The thing with Phil, Phil's not special in anything, but he's he's very good in everything, basically. So, as I say, John Jones right now, is he's taking on a challenge. I have to commend, you know, that challenge being taken. Um. At the same time, I, I, I can't predict who's going to win this because, I, I, I mean, pedigree says John Jones should, but being being a true guy in the fighting, I, I can't I can't pick that fight. Not a guy who's been off for three years like that. I mean, what happened to Muhammad Ali after his three-year uh, hiatus? He, he, he came back, he took a lighter fight, but then when he fought uh, – a guy, you know, Joe Frazier, he lost. He lost. And um, and that was after two, you know, quote, lighter, unquote, fights. So, no, he, 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 he's not a clean thing to me. Not, not, not by any stretch. But I think just off of pedigree, you would say John Jones. Off of recent fight for him, so not. So, I, Okay. Hey, uh, well, the second fight on that that card uh, that is very very uh, prominent this week is uh, Valentino Shevchenko and Alexa Grasso. Okay, why don't you start with that, and then we'll go to Ty. Jaden. Oh yeah, my apologies. I thought you were talking to Ty. Um, no, we're gonna start with you. This is, I mean, this is a uh, this is a big fight. I mean, this is a lot of people discredit some of the female fighters, and, and they they don't watch their fights, or they say that they're they're more boring than the male fights, or they 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 just don't watch them because you know they have a um, a preset mindset that the female fights are not going to be that exciting. I'll say one thing. Valentina Sevchenko, along with Amanda Nunez, and a lot of other female UFC fighters, they put on a show 
especially Valentina. You don't want to go out there and watch a show, go watch Valentina Shevchenko. She puts on a show. And if you're looking for that that terms of, uh, you know, just technical excellence and, you know, just perfect form and just it, taking fighting to an art form, you know, not a lot of fighters have the ability to to make fighting or 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 their you know their style look like an actual like an art form. You know, very good select fighters have this ability. And Valentina's one of them. Valentina has that ability to make her fights look almost like a painting, choreographed. She's beautiful at it. And she does it very well. And she's been very successful in her career, earning herself you know, she's one of the greatest uh, female UFC fighters and also UFC fighters of all time. And that she, she's made amazing accomplishments in her life. And she would probably be the greatest female UFC fighter of all time if it wasn't for one person. That person's name is Amanda Nunez. Uh, Valentina's only two losses in the UFC come to uh, Amanda Nunez. About you know a couple a couple uh, years ago, they, I'm pretty sure they fought back to back fights, and Valentina lost both of them. And you know, Amanda Nunez, especially that at that time, was on a tear, on an absolute tear, becoming the the greatest female fighter of all time, and one of the greatest uh, UFC UFC fighters of all time. Period, just because of all of her accomplishments. You know, she's she's one of the uh, the four UFC fighters ever that have ever become double champ. Now back to talking about Valentina. Valentina's Val- Valentina's opponent, Alexis Grasso, um, she is a BJJ artist and, and she's very good on the feet too. And when you have those two qualities, you can be a great fighter. And we've seen that with Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira, BJJ, very, very skilled in BJJ. And he also is no slacker on the feet as well. And you know, look how his career has panned out. You know, he he's if if he won that fight against Islam, he probably would have been considered the greatest uh, lightweight UFC fighter ever, up there with Khabib. And these, if you can really hone in on on your BJJ art and your and your boxing, and you can just wear someone down on the feet, and then all you got to do is get him to the ground and get that that easy submission. Now, Valentina's going to be a little bit different because you can't wear her down. And it's very hard to get her on her on her back, especially it's, it's even harder to get on her back. If if you can if you can get a back mount on Valentina, that is a very very rare situation. And if Alexis Grasso gets that, she needs to, she needs to take advantage of that. And you know I am gonna say my prediction for this fight is a clear cut win for Valentina, and she just moves on to the next. But in terms of you know, she she can't she can't be she can't let her guard down. If if Grasso gets that one that one chance, she's gonna execute it, and then the fight will be over. Okay, Ty. Well, first of all, greetings, gentlemen, and uh, second of all, I'm gonna just uh, speak in on uh, the John Jones Cyril fight. First of all, Zito was a little off on his assessment of Cyril Gan. Cyril Gan in uh, MMA circles is not known to be a well-rounded fighter. He's known to excel. At the striking arts, he was a regional Muay Thai champion in France, and he came into the uh, – he developed his commission, but he does have a hole, which is his wrestling. Hence, Francis Nagano was out was able to out-wrestle him. Uh, for John Jones, he believes that is a definitive path to victory. 
Uh, again, you know, three years ring rust, fighting at 248. He's actually, you know, half a pound heavy than Cyril Gaon. Uh, don't know how his cardio is going to hold up. Don't know how his reaction time is going to hold up. Too many variables. Like Zito said, pedigree, you go with uh, you go with uh, John Jones. But in Cyril Gaon, he is facing where Cyril Gaon is truly special at. He excels in striking. But where he's truly special at is athleticism and footwork. You know, he's really light on his feet. He's very athletic for a heavyweight. Uh, he's widely considered one of the most athletic heavyweights ever. Uh, in regards to Valentina Shevchenko against uh, Alex Grasso, Kane talked about Grasso's jiu-jitsu. Grasso has submissions, but she's really not known for her jiu-jitsu. She actually came into the game through boxing. She started boxing when she was like a, a, a little kid, I think, you know, before 10 years old. And so what she really does is she applies a high-pace, high-pressure, high-volume boxing style. Um, she's not the best wrestler, uh, but she does have sneaky submissions because she has an active guard off of her back. I pretty much, uh, outside of that, consistently, you know, absolutely agree with Kate. Um, everything that, that you know, Grasso does pretty good, Shevchenko typically does better. Uh, Shevchenko's a better wrestler. Uh, as far as jiu-jitsu, it's going to be about a wash. Um, and Shevchenko is, is known to be the harder puncher for strikes. And she's the kickboxer who manages distance as well. And, and you know, Tal- uh, not Talia. Talia Santos, the girl who gave her a fight last time. Grasso, who, uh, again, came into the game to boxing. She has boxing capacity. So she has tendency to dip, which opens her up for head kicks. And uh, she's really good about keeping her feet uh, under her when she throws her punches. And she's really good about punctuating com- combinations with, uh, with kicks. But, uh, you know, I... I kind of lean toward Kate. I think she's nothing that Valentina hasn't seen before. Talia Santos in the last fight Shevchenko had was able to go tooth and nail with Valentina based on her size, her strength, and her grappling. Uh, Grasso brings some you know, great skills to the octagon, but not those skills that Talia Santos brought last time to uh, you know, put Valentina in jeopardy. So, you know, like Kate, I predict, predict a pretty clear-cut win for Valentina. I think in the main event, I'm sliding slightly towards John Jones just because it's hard to, you know, fathom a guy losing when you haven't seen him lose. So we'll see that. All that's perfectly said, as usual. Way to go, guys. Yeah, I agree. Um, Shabinko's a beast. She's, you know, uh, Probably clearly going to win um, and dominate, just like Ty said. I mean, uh, and Caden, um, she's just got the better the better skills. I mean, uh, Alexa Grasso is, is a phenom with jujitsu, and like she could be great uh, if Valentina Shevchenko wasn't in the division. You know, it's one of those that she's a, one of those standalones. Okay. Uh, hey, Caden, uh, how about uh, Bo Nickel, the uh, outstanding uh, Penn State uh, wrestler just uh, has now come into uh, UFC? Yeah, Bo Nickel coming in with uh, – he came in with Raul Rosas Jr. And out of that uh, Dana White contender series with uh, Raul Rosas Jr., Raul Rosas Jr. becoming the youngest UFC fighter uh-huh. ever when he got when he got signed. 
And when Bo Nickel came into the UFC, it was a big, you know, big, big, uh, you know, a, a big talk amongst the fans. And I know if you're into BJJ and Jiu-Jitsu, you've heard of a man named Gordon Ryan. Uh, I, know, I know, Bob, you probably know who Gordon Ryan is, right? Right. Uh, he he freestyled BJJ with Gordon Ryan and almost beat Gordon Ryan, and that's 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 actually a, a, a massive feat, you know, just because Bo Nickel, you know, he hasn't trained BJJ and Jiu-Jitsu his whole life. He is a accomplished wrestler, you know, he, a world champion, national champion uh, wrestler out of Penn State, uh, one of the best in the country at the time when he was in college, and making the switch over to MMA, and he's absolutely wonderful at it. He is an extremely good welterweight, you know, already proven coming out of. You know, he hasn't he doesn't even have a um, UFC fight, and people are already talking about about how proven he is just because of his potential. And here, if we're making you know a little bit of um, comparison to anyone, I compare him to like you know Anthony Richardson. Uh, in terms of football, he, he hey, reminds you have me a lot to of. Correct real quick. He, he's actually a, a middleweight, not a welterweight. Well, oh, he's a middleweight. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. He's a middleweight. Um, and, and a lot of people are saying that he should fight Hamza. And that's you know when I first when I first heard about it, and I first saw Bo Nickel, and that you know that's also why I can choose him with a welterweight. I actually thought he was a lightweight when I first saw him because in pictures he didn't look that big. And then when I I, I remember seeing a different picture of him from a different angle. And I was like, wow, you know, he's actually a pretty massive dude, and he would be a good a good matchup for the future for uh, a, a little fighter named uh, Hamza Chimaya. I think that would be a great fight. Ooh. But he's fighting Jamie Pickett, the very lengthy and um, kind of like a, uh, a a gatekeeper fight. You know, he's he's one of those guys where you know it's like a prove it fight. He's he's one of those fighters that isn't extremely good. But he's good enough. He's dangerous. You know, he, he's good enough to take you out. Jamie Pickett is, is a good enough fighter. He has uh, good enough power in his kick, kicks. He knows how to kick. He has a down pat. He has the power. He has the vision. He has the footwork. But he's missing the wrestling, which Bo Nickel is going to exploit. We're going to see how how truly powerful Bo Nickel is. And it, it get, it's on a main card. UFC debut on the opener of a main card especially on a main card of this gratitude is is pretty amazing. So congrats to Bo Nickel. You know, I was wondering why they were why they were waiting so long to debut him, but now I realize they were just waiting for the perfect card to show up. And talk about a perfect card then have one of the best wrestlers in UFC history, John Jones, be the the actual main event and especially in the ceremonious comeback of his and it's it's going to be a very very good fight, and Bo Nickel is going to showcase you know who he really is, and you know because I'm on a, a time crunch here, I wanted to also talk about uh, Geoff Neal and Shavkat Rachmanov. You know, Shavkat Rachmanov also an up and coming fighter. I'm pretty sure he's like something crazy, like 19 and 0 or something like that. Uh, all, all those fights scrambled not in the U.S. He's 16. 16 and 0. Yeah, he's crazy. You're 16 and 0. Mm-hmm. And he, he's kind of starting a new wave of those Mongolian fighters, and I, I couldn't be more for it. But he is fighting the dangerous um, Geoff Neal. You know, Geoff Neal. Very talk about talk about wrestling. Doesn't get more, you know, 
basic wrestling in Giacomo. Giacomo just he just likes to you know get on your back and and get back control and kind of hold you there the whole fight. Reminds me of uh, 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 Bilal Muhammad. He reminds me a lot of Bilal Muhammad. Okay. Who do y'all think is going to win that fight? Yeah. Right. Uh, I know you have a family uh, thing that you have to get to. Do you have any other uh, fights you want to talk about before you leave? Um, That was pretty much it, yeah. Okay. Well, we appreciate you giving us the time. I know we're taking away from your brother that's coming in from uh, uh, Tennessee, and uh, we don't want to do that. So uh, uh, go enjoy your family, and we appreciate your uh, being with us. Uh, I'll see you. Thanks, Caden. Thank you, buddy. I love y'all, boys. Peace. Hey, uh, okay. Yeah, so this uh, this Bo Nickel is actually apparently a 2019 U uh, 23 World Championship, U.S. Open National Championship finalist at the 2020 U.S. Olympic Team Trials, final X contestant in 2019, collegiate wrestler with three-time uh, NCAA Division National Champ and Big Ten Conference. And yeah, this, this kid is, uh, I, I'm just now hearing about him, but looks being phenomenal. And he, seemed, he, seems he really seems to have a natural gift for striking, too, and he's confident and he's aggressive. So, uh, you know, it's, until he gets his chin checked, because, Bob, you know, I mean, that once you get punched in the face, it changes everything. Um, but it changes this everything. kid... Yeah, this kid's a comer, though, man, and he he's, seems like he's a sponge. He works hard. He's picking up striking, you know, pretty quickly. So, uh, Jamie Pickett, who he's fighting, is 2-4 and four in the UFC. His two wins have come by decision over guys who I don't even believe are with the UFC anymore. Um, Jamie Pickett has, uh, you know, some physical attributes and the skill set, uh, you know, that could – uh, you know, make Bo Nickel have to work, except, like Caden said, his wrestling, uh, is, is he's been taken down a lot by a lot less. So uh, I expect Bo Nickel to kind of run over him. Mm-hmm. Nickel's family come, is a, uh, a long line of wrestlers. His, his uh, grandfather wrestled at the University of Tennessee. His father at the University of Georgia and played football at Georgia. Then he played. Uh, he uh, wrestled at uh, uh, Penn State uh, four years and was a four-year All-American. Uh, ex- has exceptional uh, abilities uh, for, for wrestling. So this should be a very interesting uh, fight. I think. I think you're right. I think they'll move him along real fast. Uh, what, what about the, uh, Bob? What do you think about the Israel? Uh, uh, God damn it! I say this wrong. Adesanya uh, and uh, Alex Israel Pereira. Adesanya. Yeah, that's coming up at UFC 287. That'll be our rematch. Uh, we are all, you know, hoping Izzy would uh, maintain it. And as as we know, as Alex Pereira was the only one that beat Izzy back in the day, and he did it again. So uh, there'll be a rematch there, and and uh, um, hopefully, yeah, that Pereira just. Put on a clean show, and uh, I caught him. So this next fight coming up, well, well hopefully Izzy can retain his title or get his title back, or or we see uh, uh, a two-time defender in Alex Pereira. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, hey, tonight we got uh, Reagan DL 
coming back in after a, a long layoff against uh, Martinez. Uh, I think it's uh, next week. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? That was actually last week. They knocked Martinez out in the no, first. Um, okay. It was uh, he. Uh, you know, he's been off for a while. He's getting a little long in a tooth, uh, but he still has right. a game. And he, I mean, he, you know, he's a tremendously skilled guy. Who, you know, unfortunately for him, a lot of guys avoided him. Like a whole generation of people fighting at 122 moved up to 126 to not fight him. You know, talking about mm-hmm. Peter France and Scott Quick, all those guys moved up when they were mandatory. Uh, had mandatory shots in his title. Uh, after he undressed Leonardo Donaire, he really couldn't get a fight, so he moved up the weight and fought Lomachenko. Moved up two weight classes to fight Lomachenko. But yeah, he came back last week against a nondescript opponent, blasts him out in a round, and, and you know we'll we'll see what happens next. Okay. Hey, uh, Z, what do you think about uh, Budu, uh, Badu Jack uh, stopping uh, uh, his last fight? Uh, was in my. Uh, Mike Kubo? Uh, Alunga Makubo. Makubo. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ba- Badu Jack, I-, I-, I like what Badu Jack has done throughout his career. Um, unfortunately, he- he's-, he's more or less on the tail end of it. So uh, as far as mm-hmm. the big, right now he he's a guy who's, he- he's a little too He's he's too light for his the weight division he's in right now, and he, he's older, so he's not you know really going to move back down. Um, so you know I, I like what Badu Jack's doing, but as long as his competition keeps being Mutumbu, then then he'll be all right. So he starts well, moving up in competition, especially Makubu. I mean, when he moved up to fight, he you know he had been fighting that cruiserweight, which you may not realize yeah. about Alunga Makubu. Makubu's a champion. Um, he, he wasn't the best champion, but he was a champion and a consistently top five rated guy. And, uh, you know, Makubu himself, who's, you know, like 35, I think, uh, he's always been a crew guy with big power. Um, and, you know, to the fight, he was the clear favorite because, you know, of that power. The thought process was that Badu Jack would have his moments and make Makubu work until Makubu's, you know, size and power wore him down. Uh, but Bobby Jack fought a fabulous fight, fought a fabulous fight, and he won the title. So he's a legit two-division champion at this point in his career. Um, with that said, everything else he does say was extremely accurate. He's at the tail end of his career. He's fighting above a natural, his natural, two, really two weights above his natural weight class. Um, I think one of the mandatory uh, – one of the people ranked with the sanctioning body that Badu Jack just won a title from is Sergey Kovalev. And if I was Badu Jack's management, that would be the fight I would target. Sergey Kovalev is also himself not a natural cruiserweight. He's been off. We know he drinks. Um, and, you know, he's long in the tooth. It could be kind of like a battle of old men. But if Badu has to defend his cruiserweight title against uh you know, one of these other younger guys uh, in the sanctioned bodies, then, you know, everything Cito said could be very true. All the things, you know, being older um, and, you know, being two weight classes above, you know, his prime weight class uh, could come and haunt him. But he uh, really turned back the clock, had a tremendous performance in a fight where he was a clear underdog, um, and he won a championship. So, yeah. 
Hello. Yep. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I got disconnected there. I'm sorry about that, guys. There was a, a drop on this side. Um, Bob, I was asking about uh, uh, Sip Majokic uh, fighting the winner of the Jones and the uh, game fight. Yeah, Steepy Miocic's got that uh, spot. Miocic. So whoever wins yeah. out of this fight, Miocic's going to get a shot at it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, Zeta, what's what's the story with uh, with uh, uh, Dana White uh, saying that uh, he will never eat that door is closed for uh, uh, Francis Nagano? Well, uh, personally, as what I've been reading on it, it's, it's sort of a shame that it's impasse with negotiations. Uh, Francis Naganu asked for certain things, and Dana White wasn't willing to give them up. He, as in these things, he's never, you know, has notoriously has all given up. You know, it's sort of like more you know, health insurance and you know financial compensation. Um, mm-hmm. So right now, he, he's he's lost. He's lost Francis Naganu, but Dana White, being the businessman he is, he has John Jones coming. So mm-hmm. he, he's not. Exactly losing out, to 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 to, to be honest. Yeah. To me, he's losing out as far as you know, being a guy who wants to see competitive fighting. Um, but business wise, mm-hmm. he's not getting killed by losing Nagano, being as though he's, he's right. resurfacing John Jones. So uh, mm-hmm. to me, right now, he, he he as a businessman can afford to uh, not, you know, need Nagano to a certain extent. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, Ty, Sanders uh, Figueroa has a fight tonight with, uh, uh, let me get this guy's name, Mark. Meg Mark Mescale. Is that how you say it? Mescale? Yeah. yeah. So that's a good fight. And that comes on tonight uh, on a showtime, 9 o'clock. Uh, Zito, just to mm-hmm. let you know, the co feature is the return of Jared Hurd. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know, but I, I don't. J-Rock may be on that card. I, no, J-Rock's not on that card. Um, but, yeah, Jared Hurd is in the co-feature. The main event is Brandon Figueroa against Michael Saga. Figueroa uh, Figueroa's moving up from 122 to 126. Very interesting fight. You, you know, you got to favor Figueroa. Um, you know, because he has a high-pressure style, high volume. He drowns people. Uh, Lewis Neary, who you know, who's in a dog fight 
against Crazy A last week and, and really looked good winning that fight was uh, taken out in seven by Figueroa because of the pressure and, and you know, the, the body attack, concerted body attack that Figueroa brings. Fighting Mark Mustagio, mm-hmm. who, who is the kind of guy who can be outboxed, but who is uh, pretty quick, has good power. He's known mostly because he upset Gary Russell for his 126-pound title. What happened in that fight, and Gary Russell, like in the third round, did something that was basically fighting with one arm the rest of the fight, and a lot of people still thought he won it. Um, so Mascayo's a flawed, limited guy, but he's an explosive, you know, explosive athlete. Um, you know, he, he has flaws that Brandon Figueroa provided his chin holds up, fighting up at 126. He's probably going to be getting hit with the hardest shot he's ever gotten hit with in a pro ring. So if he, uh, you know, is not shocked by the power, then I expect him to slowly but surely uh, start to drown the sky in a very entertaining fight. Uh, I look for him to win a decision or uh, even possibly a late stoppage. But, I, I, you know, I, right now I lean towards Figueroa. Okay. Okay. Hey, Bob, what do you think uh, Jessica Andrade uh, versus uh, Jan? Uh, I'll kill that one. Uh, Zavara, UFC 288. Yeah, Andrade really needs to come out of a win off this one, off of her last uh, one, you know, taking that fight last week and, and losing to uh, – uh, Oh, what's her name? Aaron Blackwich, I think. Um, yeah. And then uh, yeah, Aaron so Blanchfield. Andrade, yeah, Blanchfield. Blanchfield shot up the ranks. Andrade took that fight on a week's notice. Uh, again, she was champ for a minute. Um, she really needs to uh, win over Jan. But uh, I don't know, like how you know Andrade's even ranked higher than Jan right now. But uh, anyway, they've got to work their way up. Uh, past, you know, Carlos Esparza, Rose Namanunes, and up to the champ, uh, Zhang Weili. So, um, I, I, as far as the matchup goes, hopefully Andrade can pull this out. She really needs that win. Okay. Well, you yeah. know, the, the thing too, Bob, is, is she lost to Blanchfield at 125, and I think this next fight's at 115 where she's still ranked and hasn't lost her cachet at that weight class. So that's the one thing. Cause yeah, she, you know, she had. Yes, yeah, so that's what happened. She fought Blanchfield at 125, which is why she felt okay. comfortable taking a fight on a short notice because she wasn't cutting as much weight. So right, but right, she does okay. need to win. You know, because yeah, two, yeah, two losses in a row is never good, even if there are two divisions. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, jumping back between the two divisions, and that kind of confused me. Yeah. Hey Z, uh, the WBO has ordered uh, Crawford to. To uh, fight uh, Rocha, uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Uh, I think it's about time that Crawford gets to fighting. I mean, you, you could spend all the time in the world setting up fights, but but that doesn't make you a better fighter, and it doesn't get you paid. It's simple as that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's about time. I mean, ben Crawford is—he um, just got out of his contract with Bob Barron. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if he's exclusively with anyone, but I mean, it doesn't matter. He needs to get the fighting. And I thought when you got out of right. your contract, it freed you up to fight. So I, I don't know what's right. going on right now. Okay. Hi. 
Well, you know, he, he fought. He fought. Uh, who did he fight not so long ago? Oh, he fought uh, David Aven- Avenisi. So he yeah. fought Avenisi in a few months back. Um, obviously, you know, everybody's waiting for the Spence fight. But, you know, Terrence Crawford's sitting on a title. Alex Rocha just had a victory. He's mandated as, you know, the number one contender. So they're mandating that fight. They're trying to push it to purse bid. Obviously, it's, it's not the fight anyone wants. Everyone wants to see the Spence fight. We know Spence is about to fight Thurman. Rocha is not... Uh, he's not a guy anybody's excited to uh, see fight Terrence Crawford, but it is what it is. He's earned his opportunity, doesn't fight Spence, then he's going to have to fight a mandatory to hold on to the title, and right now that guy is Alex Rocha. So, like Zito said, he right now he is exclusive. He is not signed to anybody, so he's a free agent. You know, so he is in a position where he can make – you know, essentially any fight he wants. But he's a free agent without the marketability of a Canelo. So it's a little harder for him to lure, you know, whomever he may want into the ring. When that happens and you're sitting on a title and you're not fighting, then eventually you're going to have to fight a mandatory or be stripped. Avenician, I'm not sure if he was a mandatory. I don't believe he was. He may have been. I don't believe he was, though. But Rocha is the mandatory. And, again, that's not a fight that's going to bring Terrence Crawford the kind of money he wants. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to have to make a decision. Because if he loses the title, he loses even with a little bit of leverage he still has. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, start, you talk about money. Uh, the, the one thing that's supposed to be holding the uh, pure Usyk fight up is money. Uh, Usyk has said that he will fight for what the – Arabs have said that he was going to fight, they wanted to fight for. So Fury came in with these humongous uh, um, demands that they just would refuse to do. Now all of a sudden the papers are saying that, uh, well, maybe we'll re- rethink that and we'll have an answer sometime this week. Um, if that fight does come off, the, who, who, uh, who's, your, who's your thought on that one? Who's your winner? Um, it's hard for me to say at the moment who's the winner. Both guys have uh, specific advantages and things that the other, you know, that would kind of offset or give the other guy trouble. Um, with that said, I mean, right, Tyson Fury is the A side. He's the A side, uh, so he's going to demand what he's going to demand. But him as an A side, he has to negotiate with Eddie Hearn. So that's mm-hmm. more or less kind of the uh, impasse right there. Uh, the, the, you know, these two guys. You have if, if Eddie Hearn had the A side, then it'll be a little bit easier to get this fight made. Um, but he doesn't, so he's mm-hmm. gonna have to deal with that for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Ty, what's your thoughts? No, I, I agree with everything Zito said. Okay, all right, Ty. Uh, they're, they're at this point. They're trying to put uh, Jaime Mangoya. Uh, and Dimitri uh, Bivol together at 170. Uh, one, do you think it'll work? Two, uh, who would you think would be the uh, the winner of that 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 is now? Uh, one, it's not going to happen. They won't work it out. Two, uh, Jaime McGee would get killed. Next question. Woo. <laughs> Woo. All right. Uh, how about Berlanger versus uh, Jake Danny David Jacobs, Danny Jacobs? Yeah, I'm very you, interested in that fight, man. Danny, Danny Jacobs didn't look great the last time he was out. 
he lost the decision. I thought he won the fight. I honestly did. Uh, he looked really good for about four rounds, five rounds. And, you know, then uh, I forget who he was fighting, but, you know, I watched the fight in its entirety. Uh, pressure started to be applied, and Danny Jacob, you know, started doing what he starts doing. He starts becoming conservative, and he allowed the guy to hang around in the fight and steal the decision that uh, even – the British fans, because he was fighting a British guy in, in the U.K. Even most fans over there thought Danny won the fight. Uh, but nonetheless, he uh, allowed himself to lose by allowing this guy to hang in and claw back in the fight. Um, so Danny Jacobs is obviously a guy who's longer in the tooth. Berlanga's a guy on a come-up, but at the same time, he's a guy who's kind of plateaued. He hasn't improved. It's part of the reason why he uh, Bob Arum let him out of his top-ranked contract. He said Berlanga won a fight that he's not ready for. He hasn't improved. You know, he was the guy who started 16-0, and and then in his last three fights, he, uh, you know, struggled to, to basically win those fights, um, you know, as his competition has, has, has risen. So uh, at this point, though, I would kind of favor Berlanga just being a younger, fresher guy, and Danny Jacobs, you know, just looking kind of, as Zito would say, you know, when it got hot, he looked a little contact averse. Um, mm-hmm. But again, that fight hasn't been made. Uh, I hope it gets made. I think it'd be very interesting, very entertaining. So we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Z, what do you think about uh, Connor Ben and uh, Adrian Bruner? Can that be put together? And, and if it is, um, who do you think would be the winner? Uh, I'm not sure if they will be able to put it together for the. I mean, they they could for the weight difference, but I don't. Like Adrian Broner, I, 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 from what I know, he he said he wouldn't go to welterweight anymore, and I don't see Conor Ben moving down like that. Um, with that said, yeah, Adrian Broner doesn't. He he kind of Ben's too active. He, he's been more he's been more recently active, and he's bigger so. All right. But uh, this about brings us to the end of the, at least to the end of my script here. Um, so at this point in time, we're going to get a little, little something different. Let's uh, go what they call the, for the good of the order. Um, tonight we uh, dedicate the uh, the program to uh, lovely lady, uh, Miss uh, Burnett Dickinson. Uh, Ty, can you give us an update on that? She's doing well, man. First of all, thank you. Appreciate uh, everyone's prayers, everyone's well wishes. She's doing well. She's healing rapidly. Uh, she's Good. out of rehab. She's home. Um, and right now she's just, you know, having physical therapy to gain her strength and uh, to walk independently. Mm-hmm. Right now she's using a walker. Um, when mm-hmm. she uses it, I got to stay on her, man, because she'll just get up and run across the room. And I'll be like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, because, uh-huh. um so, but but yeah, she's doing well. And again, Zito and and I, you know, speaking for Zito real quick. Of course, he's here to speak for himself. But uh, we both, you know, appreciate all the love and well wishes. No problem. Absolutely. And how's the how's the baby doing? Mine or Zito's? Zito's many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're doing fine. They're doing well. They're doing well. All right, Bob, uh, you've got. Uh, Got the return of the the commander, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, she well, she's only back for a little while here. She 
they uh, uh, they added another island. I don't even know. I can't even pronounce it or whatever to the list. So she's back in town for two weeks and then got to go back to the Philippines and, uh, you know, hash some stuff out and get some aid to all of our, our neighboring countries and friends. Yes. Good, good. Well, that's, uh, that's good. Everything here is uh, is, is doing great. And, uh, we appreciate every all our listeners. Bob, I just want to let you know that uh, I checked the uh, – you were talking about your uh, your coworkers. I did check the uh, downloads last week, and we had an additional twelve out downloads. So that must be from your side. So tell those people we love them. All right, sounds good. Yeah, uh, go go four seasons. That's it. Bob, you want to lead us out? Absolutely, another great show. Always a pleasure talking with Ty and Zito and and Caden. Yeah, Caden was on point tonight. And, uh, Frank, thanks for bringing us all together every week. Uh, to our fate words, friends and family, uh, God bless you. Have a great week. Uh, keep those uh, eyes up and chins down. And, and I'm just glad that uh, Ty and Zito's mom's home with Ty and, 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 and doing well. God bless everybody. Okay, thank you. Z? Well, thank you very much, Bob. You know, everyone. Uh, thank you, Caden. Bob, Ty, Butch, all my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely a memory of Bob, Coach Mellon, Dr. Chris. Anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Thank you. Ty? Always a pleasure taking an opportunity to be on with you gentlemen the weeks I can make it. Uh, great show as usual, gentlemen. Everyone be safe and well. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel is watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone have a wonderful week. I want to, uh, to uh, just uh, put in that uh, little uh, blurb in for, for Caden. Caden, uh, when he's sitting there talking to you, this, there's no notes. He does this. This is his his thing. I mean, he, he's absolutely on point. He studies these things, and uh, uh, I'm amazed every time. I, I, I sit there and, and with my mouth open half the time just trying to figure out where the hell does a kid like this get all because he's involved in a lot of other things. Get all this sports knowledge, but boy, he's he's right on point every time. So, Caden, we appreciate you. I, I appreciate all you guys being on here. I know uh, it's a belated birthday for Burnett, but uh, wish her a very very happy birthday from uh, from all of our crew here. And uh, tell her we're still thinking of her. And I have a I just uh, the you know there's a uh, over on. Uh, uh, Kemir Parkway, there's a uh, monastery of older nuns that uh, whenever I need prayers, I, I, I call up there. And the deal is they pray like hell for 24 hours a day uh, until I ask them to stop. And, uh, and my part is I have to send them a, uh, a, keg, a keg of yingling. So I got to get that done this week. I got to get, get a hold of Jimmy up there. But uh, I appreciate the, 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 the monastery also. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation. The men with the United States Armed Forces, men with police and fire services, the doctors and nurses and the first responders on, on the first line of defense against COVID, the wonderful people that uh, help clean up the hospital, uh, they put themselves in, in harm's way all the time, and the people that stock the shelves in the, uh, the supermarkets. These programs are dedicated to those who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcat, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, 
Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mark McKenna, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Parkland Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, uh, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chuck Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman and Officer Christman Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Josh Meyer, Nashville County Sheriff's Department, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artis Pope, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Fikes, Wilmington Fire Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Chief Al Hogle, Longboat Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Deputy Mike Hargrove, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Chris Myers, Polk County Sheriff's Department, and Sergeant Chris Fitzgerald, Temple Police, Temple University Police Department, and the Philadelphia Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, and sometime will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose break up for me too. May the winds be always at your back. May the winds, may the rains fall softly on your fields. There's sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the hollow of his hand. Tonight, God bless and have a great week.
County Dispatch in 1999, County Dispatch in 1999, County Dispatch in 1999. All units be advised, 1999 is responded to his last emergency. May God rest his soul and all the souls of the faithful departed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.